0: What's up, my dirty fam? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm pumped to do this. I'm pumped to have you here with me today, regardless where you may be listening. It's so cool. I get to look and see the different locations of where my listeners are, and it's cool to see people from literally all over the place. We have a few listeners from Australia that jump in um, every week, Um, people from over in Italy that hop in. I love that as well. Um, and literally almost almost every state is being represented um, a part of this podcast, which is so cool. It makes me feel like I'm a part of something so much bigger, um, being connected with you, wherever you're listening. And so I appreciate you taking time to be a part of this. I hope it's helpful. Um, as I said in the beginning, um, I hope this helps you know more about yourself. I hope it allows you to know more about God, that it challenges your thinking, that it inspires you. Um, and more than anything, I hope you feel seen, known and loved because you are. And so today we're going to continue our conversation about uh, the gospel according to Taylor Swift. And if you're listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, when are we going to stop doing this? Whenever I get bored of it, and I'm not bored of it yet, so I'm going to keep doing it. If you don't like it, then you're probably, you are probably hate Taylor Swift, and that's your loss, honestly. Um, because I believe we're talking about some really good stuff, especially I love how we can take songs— um, written by people, written by people who aren't like a Christian artist per se, and we can find God's truth inside of it. And that's kind of the theme of this whole conversation is that um, you can always find truth when you're looking for it. You always can. It doesn't matter who it's from. It doesn't matter if it's from Metallica. It doesn't matter if it's from Leonard Skinner. Um, Whoever artist, if you look, you can find principles of truth, the fingerprints of God in so many different avenues and venues. And so um, we're going to continue this conversation today talking about a song um, that I think is so good. It was so challenging. I don't, I don't necessarily love listening to the song, um, but I love the message behind the song. And this, this uh, devotional is specifically for my ladies. Ladies, this is coming for you because um, I think you need to hear it. And if you're a male and you're listening to this, let me tell you, you need to listen to this. Um, because I hope it will challenge your thinking. This is exactly the type of podcast episode devotional um, where I believe it can challenge your um, preconceived notions, things like that, and allow you to think more in a Christ-like manner. And so Taylor Swift came out with a song uh, called "The Man," and it's literally all about um, how her life would be different if she was viewed as a man. So some of the here's the kind of the. Uh, the chorus of the song, it says, I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. And so I'm so sick of them coming at me again, because if I was a man, then I'd be the man. And Taylor Swift is basically questioning this thing, this outlook of like, if if I was male, my life would be, Somewhat easier now. If you're a guy, you hear this and you think, "Oh my gosh, feminism! Women like raise women to power," and that's not what this is. Um, if you if you are a male, it's hard to really step in someone else's shoes, specifically a female, and to understand where they're coming from. And so, I love this. I think Taylor Swift is onto something. And the reason I think it's an important conversation for us is because as Christians, a lot of times females can kind of just be treated awful, Um, less than, that they're only power hungry, that uh, they just want to kind of move up in the ranks. They um, are looking for a reason to be offended. And specifically when it comes to the church, um, a lot of times women are hindered um, from having a voice, from being able to use their gifts of leadership, of teaching, um, of prophesying, of things like that, simply because they're a female and there's a reason why. Um, but I, it's, I believe it's a misconception. So if you look at first Corinthians chapter 11, Paul. So when we talk about first Corinthians, Ephesians, Galatians, things like that in the New Testament, it is Paul or a John or Peter writing a letter back to that church. So Paul in first Corinthians is writing to the church in Corinth. And his writings are responses to the things he's heard about that church and responses to the question that this church or this group of people has asked him. Okay, so it's important to keep that in mind when we read. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul takes a ton, he takes a whole section, a whole chapter, to talk through orderly worship, um, which tells us that uh, in the church in Corinth, Was basically disorderly. It was chaotic. There was a lot of people doing what they thought was best, and it was just kind of a mess. No one was getting anything out of it. And in this, he says something. He says, Women should not speak in a worship service. And this is basically carried over where people are like, Women shouldn't be able to teach in the church. They shouldn't be able to be a pastor. They shouldn't be able to be a leader. Um, I think it's so funny, um, and I've been guilty of this, that a lot of times we'll just tell women that they can be directors of something, but not a pastor of anything, when a lot of times they are literally a pastor just without the title. And it literally comes from this verse. And so I want to talk about this verse, because if you take this literally, then Paul contradicts himself in chapter 14, because he says women are praying and prophesying, okay? Okay. So, if you take a, a literal approach, then this contradictory. Paul is saying women can't speak in the church, and then later in fourteen, he's basically praising women that are praying and prophesying. And so, we can't take it that because I don't believe the Bible is contradictory. So, there are three ideas behind this. One, um, it is a civil law uh, to prevent um, any uh, Roman authorities from basically like telling them they can't meet. So they are trying to stay on the good side of the Romans. Uh, Christianity is um, not legal at this point. So they're like kind of meeting, being persecuted, meeting in secrets to avoid being persecuted. And what Paul could be saying is, hey, um, something that's true in other pagan religions is that it's not okay for women to speak up. And so it could be a protective thing at this point. Uh, The second one is it's a New Testament rule. And that's because Paul refers to the Old Testament in this, but there's nowhere in the Old Testament that talks about, um, in this manner, women not being able to speak or teach or things like that. And so it's Paul making a new rule. That's something that's like, even though he's contradicting himself later, maybe he's just making a New Testament rule and stating it here. The third thing is this, and this is the one I believe to be true, is that Remember, Paul was writing a letter to a group of specific people. He's not writing this to necessarily all churches. He address, he's addressing problems at this specific church. And he says, and I believe that there are specific women who are being disruptive and dishonoring um, at the church in Corinth, and Paul was speaking out to them and saying, if you're going to speak in a manner, then women should not speak. Does that make sense? And so I hope it does. So like if they are being dishonoring to their husbands, if they are disrupting and causing a stir, then Paul is saying, hey, these women should not speak up at church if this is what they're going to bring. And so I believe out of all the three, this is the one I'm leaning on the most is that Paul is talking to a specific group of women that when the church reads this out loud to the church that these women are going to be like, I got caught Um, People in their church, I mean, we know that. We see these people, we're like, I know exactly who they're talking to. Um, I believe that's what Paul's doing here. And here's why I believe that. All right. I believe women have the same authority as men, not only in the world, but in the kingdom of God. Here's why I believe that. It's because in John chapter 20, John is a gospel which talks about the life of Jesus. And at John 20, Jesus has died on the cross, he's been put in a grave and he's dead. He's been dead for three days now. Okay, When he resurrects, the first person that he appears to is a woman. It's Mary Magdalene, who also is believed to be the same Mary Magdalene who was possessed by demons earlier in the chapter. So we have a woman, a female, who was possessed by demons, who Jesus is choosing to appear to first at his resurrection, what I believe, and if you're a Christian, you somewhat should believe this the most monumental moment in history, all right, in all time, this moment. It's a woman. Not only does Jesus appear to her, Mary is trusted with the message of telling the rest of the disciples what she's seen and heard. So, Mary is the first evangelist to bring the good news to the world. A woman is. And so it is hard for me to say, and it's hard for me to believe, and listen, church leaders, pastors, I hope you think about this, that Jesus is trusting a woman with the gospel message, but we are going to say women do not have the authority to speak in church. Listen, if you're a woman, you got the power. The same spirit that's inside of me and other men is the same spirit inside of you. Our power doesn't come from us. It doesn't come for our sexuality. It doesn't come from me. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And that same spirit is in you. It's not a limited spirit. It's not a piece of the spirit. It's all of it. And because you have that power, you have the ability to prophesy, pray, teach, lead, evangelize. You can make an impact for the kingdom. So don't feel limited. If you're at a place that is limiting your impact I would challenge you to ask questions to the leadership, figuring out why. Or secondly, find a place that can appreciate what you bring to the table. All right. So women, if you've been let down, if you've been pushed down, I'm sorry. I want to apologize on behalf of the church for you having to go through that. It's not fair. Um, and if you've given up from the church because of that, don't give up. There are great churches that will give you an opportunity to speak and lead. They will. And so go find that. It's worth looking for. It's worth looking for a community um, that is going to support you. And so I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for um, our women. I'm going to pray for our men. Um, Two different things. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, thank you so much um, that in your resurrection, you painted us a picture of um, equality, that you went to a woman first and allowed her to be the first evangelist. or we thank you for that. And Lord, I pray every woman listening to this right now would feel empowered by that, knowing that you, you want to speak to them, you want to speak through them, you want to use them in incredible ways. And the second thing is this, to all my men, Lord, I ask that you help open their eyes, open their hearts so that they can see. I know for some people, some men listening to this right now, it's going to be a hard thing to reconcile. Because of what other leaders and other people have taught them, Lord, I pray that they would read the Bible, they would do their studying, they would ask tough questions to you, Lord, and that you would give them eyes to see, ears to hear. And so, Lord, I pray that this would be something that would carry on for the future of your church, Lord, that we can see men and women working together to make a huge impact in the kingdom of God. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly...